0: world record is apparently 220 eggs in one hour anyway oh sorry hi hello and welcome to the jib uh this bi-weekly podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied u.s law enforcement and intelligence agencies organizations and committees and how they are stupid and funny join us on our merry journey through space and time hi my name is barry and i insist on pronouncing everyone's favorite planet as uranos I'm sick of the stupid jokes. So lazy. Urinos, the uh, proper Greek yeah. way.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you get a lot of blowback for that.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Seamus. Uh, you may know me for uh, my guitar work uh, on uh, wooden nickels hit Ubering Daydrinkers. Uh, or for the fans of such a uh, coffeehouse artist uh, like Freezer Boyle. And their hot single you left me like afterbirth
0: oh oh you don't there's know that? A, there's a there's a proper time and a proper placenta for those kind of jokes all right <laughs> it's usually it's playing at starbucks
1: so oh, you know.
0: what kind of coffee houses do you go to <laughs> i was just reading an article actually which has nothing to do with anything but about and the article is how come all coffee houses look the same uh-huh. And the guy was saying he's been to Tokyo and Los Angeles and Berlin and wherever you go to an independent, like authentic coffee house, they all look the same with the broad wooden beams and kind of lamp yeah. uh, light bulbs hanging and kind of green bits. And he said, they all look the same. He says, why is that? So he goes into a whole thing about modern design and futurism. He says, it's nothing to do with um, corporatism at all, as, as we might believe. That was interesting, but nothing to do with this. Today, well, we are talking about our old friends in the company, the CIA. Was
1: that materialism? Was that part of it?
0: Um, I think it's because people like, uh, he basically said people have a certain expectation of what they can uh, okay. expect in these places. And if you don't give it to them, the hipsters get annoyed, you know, gotcha. you want a kind of place where white people can just put a laptop down and pretend to type at the screenplay for two hours, you know, that kind of place. Yeah. 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 That's what they want. Um, <clears throat> but this is, uh, the CIA again.
1: Yay.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> so, uh, I guess let's kick off, right?
1: Sure. CIA.
0: Okay, the broad view. From 1990 to 1991, two operations, Desert Shield and Desert Storm, made up the Gulf War, which was an invasion of Iraq after Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. There's a whole thing that I'm not getting into there. That's just one sentence is all you're getting on that. U.S. Congress approved of this action in part as a result of the testimony of Nayira al-Sabah, who claimed she had seen Iraqi soldiers take babies out of incubators to die. Uh, it later turned out that she was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador who was coached by the CIA, and her testimony was all lies.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: Bum, bum, bum. So that's, that's the Iraq war. Now we're going to zoom yeah, into.: Wasn't that exposed?
1: That, would, that, that was only exposed by a like, uh, Canadian journalist. Like everybody in America mm. just like shot right past that. Nobody touched it for yeah. years.
0: So, well, uh, the uh, Congress yeah. were fooled. Uh, uh, people in, a lot of yeah. people in Congress said afterwards that it swayed their vote. Oh jeez. So it did the job um a little bit more specific uh valerie Plame was but there she is uh now okay. here's a question where is she sitting is that inside a house or in a new window oh, but no. the window looks like it's be- way behind her so it's not she's not sitting in a window alcove i don't know it's peculiar right it looks like it's... some of the sort of house but inside out and she's sitting on the inside that's actually outdoors and then the window looks out into a garden like i don't know anyway
1: that's it's a, it's, a, it's a house made by Frank uh, Lloyd Wright. Maybe, <laughs> maybe.
0: Uh, Valerie Plain was born in 1963. She looks a
1: little like Gillian Anderson. Or is it just me? I'm getting next like Scully vibes. Knows I
0: get a bit uh, yeah. crossed with somebody who who would host the Fox News show.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh,
0: Valerie Plain was born in 1963 on Elmendorf Air Force Base in Anchorage, Alaska. She graduated nine. <laughs> 19- yeah.
1: I just said, of course, that makes sense. Oh, of
0: course. Yeah. She graduated in 1985 from Penn State University with a BA in advertising. Ah! A lot of these CIA me. wonks have, to, like, I uh, remember the guy, or one of our uh, returning heroes, Lansdale, Edward Lansdale. Yep. He was an ad man as well. He had a yep. qualification advertising as well. Yeah, After I believe graduating... John
1: Hamm played him in Mad Men, if I'm not mistaken.
0: So <laughs> Lansdale. After graduating from college and moving to Washington, D.C., Plame was accepted into the 1985-1986 CIA officer training class. Special Counsel Patrick Fitzgerald later affirmed that Plame was a CIA officer from January 1, 2002 forward, and that her association with the CIA was classified at that time through July 20, uh, 2003, right? Meaning she was undercover. Um, after the Persian Gulf War in 1991, the CIA sent her first to the London School of Economics and then to the College of Europe in Bruges for more master's degrees. Good for her, right? Mm-hmm. In 19- flames primary assignment was shifted to the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. In 1998, she married Joseph C. Wilson. <coughs> so now we're going to zoom into another. Um... There's Joe Wilson. All right, Joe, how are you doing, bud? And now we're going to go to a more kind of a general thing. Uh, I'm sure you'll be familiar with this bit, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway. In 2001, New York was bombed by a loose coalition of Saudi and Egyptian terrorists um, who were part of an Al Qaeda cell. So the U.S. immediately snapped into action against Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, while Afghanistan was being run by the Taliban, who were credibly protecting Osama bin Laden, now as we know now that he was in Pakistan, but the idea that they were protecting him was quite credible at yep. the time. Sure, sure, it was. It was credible.
1: I, I'm just, just, right. just having a go. Just having a go.
0: The Taliban indicated they, had, in fact, had access to him. So, in fairness to the Americans, that wasn't that was a reasonable assumption, which turned out to be incorrect. Uh, Afghanistan is being run by the Taliban, who are credibly protecting Osama. Do you not like that word "credibly"? I can delete it if you want.
1: No, 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 no. You're fine. I'm just having a go. <laughs> well, I think if gotcha. the Americans
0: get something right, I have to acknowledge it because otherwise, you know, otherwise the criticisms don't mean much. Uh, we're being run by the Taliban, who are credibly protecting Osama bin Laden, the spiritual leader of Al Qaeda. Iraq was already undergoing some of the harshest sanctions ever put to international law, which you uh, are aware of because I've seen you tweet about them before. Yep. Saddam could not shit sideways, but some US official. You know what? I meant to. Uh, that was meant to be rewritten into something a little bit more uh, podcasty, scripty. Sorry, I, that shit sideways was a, a placeholder phrase. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it,
1: works. it works fine.
0: Saddam could not uh, act. How do you, in the how do you way. shit sideways? Well, I don't know, but if he did, some US official put together a report on it, <laughs> right? Uh, nevertheless, I do that sometimes. I put placeholder <laughs> phrases and I'm so, I, I should really check for them. Sorry. Nevertheless, the Americas and the British made it absolutely clear to both of their foreign intelligence services, the CIA and MI6, that a war was going to happen. And in fact, the Bush Blair memo, which has its own Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. demonstrates that Britain and the US were committed to an Iraq invasion in March 2003, regardless of the quality of evidence or indeed existence of evidence to justify it. Now, uh, one of the plans mentioned during their communication was somehow tricking Saddam into firing on one of their airplanes. They're going to fly an airplane super low, make sure he saw it, and try and get him to fire on it. So Richard Dearlove, the man's real name, uh, the head of MI6 at the time, in other words, he's M from James Bond, uh, in another 2002 memo called the Downing Street Memo, said that Downing Street Memo also has its own Wikipedia page, Downing Street Memo. In this memo, he said, the head of MI6 said, the intelligence and facts were being fixed around the policy. So.
1: As I do.
0: As well, yeah. Okay, now we're going to talk about Joseph C. Wilson. This man here is Joseph C. Wilson. i got to say I love his hairstyle. Right? (laughs) Yeah, good for you. Joseph C. Wilson was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Connecticut, that's how you pronounce that, isn't it? Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut, Connecticut, not Connecticut. Connecticut Connecticut in 1949. In 1968, Wilson entered the, uh, the UC Santa Barbara, majoring, he said, in according to himself, history, volleyball, and surfing. Later, he received a graduate fellowship uh, studying public administration. From January 1976 through 1998, Wilson was posted by the U.S. State Department in five African nations, including as a general service officer in uh, Niger. Now, this is a country called Niger, and it's spelled N-I-G-E-R, and it's pronounced Niger, and uh for years in Ireland we were all mispronouncing it. Do you want to know how we mispronounced that? No,
1: <laughs> I'm sure? afraid.
0: I can yeah. tell you, I, I I for years I pronounced it. Are you ready? Yeah. I mispronounced this country as Niger. Niger. So
1: what did you think that was that here it was Niger.
0: Niger, yeah. But it's yeah. they it's, it's one of these former French colonies and they all speak French there. So it's Niger? It's, it's Niger, yeah, Niger. Niger. Okay. Yeah, that makes and, more sense. Uh, I looked it up again on Wikipedia because I'm um, a very curious chap, and the uh, etymology, where that word comes from, is nothing to do with. It's nothing to do with blackness, which is where the unpleasant racial word comes from. It, right. it comes from the Latin word for blackness. But this has nothing to do with that. It's named after one of the rivers in the country, which is nothing to uh. do with the Latin word for blackness. It just, in print, is a little bit scary right? <laughs> because when you see the letters, you're like oh, but it's it's just the name of the country. It's fine. It's Nigeria. Uh, From 1988 to 1991, Wilson was the deputy chief of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, Iraq, right? So, that's him. After Saddam's invasion of Kuwait in 1990, he became the last American diplomat to meet with Iraqi President Saddam Hussein before the U.S. invasion, and he told him to leave Kuwait, which was sensible advice, I think. When Hussein threatened Wilson, and Saddam also threatened every other embassy person, with execution if they sheltered foreigners, Wilson held a press conference wearing a noose and said
1: that, that's that, that's that's like an average day for hussein just starting people to yeah live. and i guess and that was a normal in, thing for him right if I you're mean, in the u.s
0: embassy in baghdad i guess it's an average day for joe wilson too right yeah it's just so, like you must know must be tuesday know, hussein's gonna yeah, execute yeah, yeah. me try right. the salmon i might
1: execute you hey if you stick around you know try the yogurt for dessert i mean that's just, yeah, that if works. you
0: shelter if you shelter foreigners try the yogurt yeah
1: uh, but
0: when, when when hussein threatened him and every other foreign embassy i guess all embassies are foreign and every other embassy in baghdad with execution if they sheltered foreigners, this guy Wilson held a press conference wearing a noose and said, If the choice is to allow American citizens to be taken hostage or to be executed, I will bring my own fucking rope. So already we like this guy. Always oh, right?
1: the drama.
0: Oh, yeah. That reminds me of the. We had another guy <laughs> like that as well who dropped F bombs in press conferences. Remember, I forget which one it was. Oh, one of our shows.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Fuck, who what fucking was
0: that? Something about Nixon. He told Nixon to go fuck himself or something, wouldn't he? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, Wilson, uh, regardless of Saddam's threats, Wilson sheltered more than 100 Americans at the embassy and successfully evacuated several thousand people. So Gacorda gets right? Well done. Okay, he sheltered, he, he sheltered more than 100 Americans, did his job. Yep. From 1992 to 1995, he served as a U.S. ambassador to Gabon and Sao Tome and Principe. From 1995 to 1997, Wilson served as a political advisor to the Commander-in-Chief of U.S. Armed Forces in Europe, which is based in Germany. I think they're in Stuttgart. And from 1997 on to 1998, when he retired, he helped direct Africa policy as special assistant to Bill Clinton and as National Security Council Senior Director for African Affairs. Uh, In 1998, also, he married Valerie Plame. Oh, there we Um, go. Right now, uh, because uh, all our episodes normally have a top 10 or an ad, but we're going, to try and, we're going to try and do something else now. We're going to have a fake news bit. Um, um, um. And this is a fake news article. This is not real or true. It's something I wrote for the purposes of humor. And it's going to go bang in the middle of this. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we will never do it again. Okay, here we go. Uh, the remarkable and sudden appetite among Westerners for hummus was described as the deciding factor in a recent leaked CIA document justifying yet another invasion of the Middle East. The CIA, should I do it in the English English pathé voice? No, you're fine. Okay. The CIA has been working behind the scenes with British intelligence for years to source the correct ingredients and recipes, but has met with strong resistance from Arab mothers. They know anything about Arab mothers. The situation on the ground deteriorated quickly, said a spokesman for the State Department. We immediately called an emergency session of the UN Security Council. At a heated UN Security Council meeting, tempers frayed as most of the Western countries discussed mobilizing troops and deploying various military technologies to secure the garbanzo-based goop. One suggestion from France was that warplanes could be reverse-engineered to drop comment cards instead of bombs to convince locals to share their family secrets. When asked directly about whether the entire hummus operation is really all about oil, the spokesman said, The only oil we're interested in is olive oil. Whoever controls the hummus controls the world. That was our fake news.
1: I think that's like uh, also the the basis of Dune Three, isn't it? So
0: (laughs) spice, yeah. (laughs) Whoever controls the spice controls the universe, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that turned out to be true, didn't it? Though. Yeah. Whoever controls the spice does control. Certainly control the. awakened. Hmm. Fear is the mind killer. Yep. Uh, All right. So now we're going to go back to the article, and this is real stuff again. Real stuff. Uh, mm. Can't tell the difference. I know, it's, it's. I mean, oh, I used to run a satire blog and I had to give up because no matter how stupid I made reality, something like it would happen.
1: I don't like know how the Onion's able to maintain.
0: The Onion wrote an article a few years ago saying uh, the Israelis uh, tell the Palestinians to evacuate to a place and then bomb that place. Right, but they did that like last month, <laughs> you yeah, know, what I mean, several they times. Told them to go to Yunus, and then they started bombing the shit out of can unit yeah. Anyway, uh, we're zooming out MI6, right? For most of 2002, the MI6 were desperately scrabbling around looking for some justification to invade Iraq. The British relied heavily on what they called the September dossier, which again has its own Wikipedia page. All these dossiers have their own Wikipedia pages. This is a collection of claims about Iraq's chemical and biological weapons programs and also its nuclear weapons programs. The most famous claim uh, from this was the allegation that the weapons of mass destruction could be launched within 45 minutes. A lot of this dossier was repurposed into a presentation to the UN by Colin Powell. And there he is presenting this thing. Mm. Well, not this thing, but they repurposed it into their own thing and presented that to the UN. Uh, There were lots of graphs and charts. Remember the graphs and charts he had? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and photos of where Saddam was hiding the WMD and he had like maps and so on. He said, this is where they are. In 2002.
1: Loads of of bullshit that he was selling.
0: It it turned out to be not just, I mean, well, you'll see. In 2002, the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, found no evidence or plausible indication of the revival of a nuclear weapons program in Iraq. When they say revival, they mean it was shut down with the sanctions in 1991, and they're looking for a justification in 2002 to invade. So nothing's been happening since 1991, because as I said, if Saddam Hussein went to the bathroom at an oblique angle, somebody would have written a report on it. They found no evidence. Uh, about a revival of a nuclear weapons program in Iraq, and the United Nations Monitoring Verification and Inspection Committee, which is called UN MUVIC, did not find evidence of the continuation or resumption of programs of weapons of mass destruction, right? In fact, every single claim in the September dossier, without exception, turned out to be false. After the invasion, the Iraq survey group, set up especially to investigate this particular claim, found no evidence for weapons of mass destruction subsequent to the imposition of sanctions in nineteen ninety one now if all of this sounds ridiculous it is of course and if you think someone should make a movie about it uh they did it's called in the loop that is the movie which is about what i'm talking about right now now if you've seen this movie you will uh it's one of the funniest things he's the same guy who did the death of stalin it's a very very funny movie but it's they don't mention uh iraq or uranium or anything like that's that was based in reality it's all very general but you know exactly what they're talking about because the British intelligence guys make up a bunch of stuff to try and justify an invasion of a country they don't mention. And then they go to the Americans and they say, oh, we have all this stuff. And the Americans say, well, where's the stuff? And the Americans mm-hmm. repurpose it into their own thing. And they, anyway, it's pretty much exactly what I'm saying here. And that is a very funny movie and you should definitely watch it. Um, And also watch The Death of Stalin, which is by the same guy, a guy called Armando Yannucci. Yeah. yeah, you've I seen did, The Death I, of I,
1: Stalin. I love The uh, Death of Stalin. It's fantastic. It's funny, right? yeah it's yeah. well it's it's funny but also what the fuck i mean mm. <laughs> some uh there's some very dark things that uh oh,
0: there's very dark stuff in the loop <laughs> and people die
1: yeah in
0: the loop people like at the end yeah. of it they get the war like in reality they get the war and people die and all they've been doing throughout the movie is just talking about it in an academic sense and the justifications for it and blah blah, blah. but like in an actual war people die so it's dark and the death yeah. of stalin of course has implications for thousands of people as well and that yeah. is also very grim in death of Stalin, almost every, I'd say every ten minutes or twenty minutes, somebody gets shot, very casually. And the last thing they say before they get shot is "Long live Stalin." Long live Stalin! Bam. He's killing his own people. You know. Anyway, um that's not about. This isn't about the death of Stalin. Uh, here we go. I'm going to talk about the CIA now. Uh, for most of 2002, the CIA were also scrabbling around looking for some justification for an invasion. They heard about another claim in the September dossier from British intelligence. The CIA took Joe Wilson out of retirement to, invest, to investigate whether the Iraqis had sought to buy pre-weapons-grade uranium, which they call yellow cake, from Niger. That was one of the claims, is that Saddam sent uh, somebody to Niger to buy yellow cake re- uranium to repurpose for nuclear weapons, right? That was in the September dossier. The CIA grabbed onto this and thought, <clears throat> he was. You know, Joe Wilson was recommended by his wife in an internal CIA memo. But the job seemed an obvious choice for him because he has a lot of experience working in Niger politics and he also has a lot of experience as his work in the embassy in Baghdad. I can't think of anybody more suitable. But he was recommended by his wife. And I guess, I don't know, that would cause... Nepotism? What?
1: Nepotism? I don't know. Maybe,
0: but he was the obvious choice even. I mean, any anybody could see that. Um, after a week in Niger at the end of 2002... Joe, conclu- Joe, he's Jonah, by the way. Me and Joe. Joe concluded that there was no evidence that Iraq had acquired uranium, and even a request by the Iraqis for a meeting with the Niger Prime Minister had been refused, uh, according to the Niger uh, Prime Minister, uh, to respect the UN sanctions against Iraq, which were still up at that time. Uh, however, in the State of the Union address in January, at the end of 19, 2000, the, November 2002, that happened. However, in the State of the Union address in January 2003, Bush referred to British intelligence. Um, that ha- the, the british intelligence that iraq had recently sought significant quantities of uranium in africa which is which is definitely not true and uh, joe wilson reported it as not true two months before that address to the cia um hmm, sorry hang on the invasion happened in march as we all know and love.
1: no wnd
0: were found as i as i explained um, Wilson wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times just after the invasion called What I Didn't Find in Africa, critical of the US justifications for the invasion, concluding that the evidence was twisted to exaggerate the Iraqi threat. And he's being very charitable with those words. Very charitable indeed. While, while technically true, it's also being very charitable, saying the evidence was twisted to exaggerate the Iraqi threat instead of just invented. Right. Right. White House Press Secretary, Ari Fleischer. Remember Ari? Doing the yeah. press conferences, yeah. Oh, yeah. White does press secretary Ari Fleischer was asked if the State of the Union address was false. He replied, "That's what we've acknowledged." In fact, no one in the administration had acknowledged anything.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he's like saying he's like somebody who says, "I always apologise when I'm in the wrong," but you never actually hear them apologise for anything. You know those kind of people. Yes. Oh, I always apologise when I'm wrong. I always admit when I'm wrong, because you never hear them do it. They just say, "I always do it." Um, that was that's called the Ari Fleischer. Uh, the day after the New York Times piece. Uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice said that claim must have been authorized by the CIA, the claim that Iraq had got yellow cake from Niger. Um, CIA Director George Tenet said that the remarks should not have been included in the U.S. President's speech. And in his 2007 memoir, Tenet Tenet wrote that Wilson's report... uh, uh, Yeah, that I have no recollection myself of hearing about Wilson's trip at the time. Right. Right? Now, he's the guy who was in charge of the CIA who sent Wilson... To Niger and to whom Wilson reported when he came back, and this guy's saying, "I have no recollection myself of hearing about Wilson's trip at the time." All right, George. I mean, I'm not inside your mind. The administration, however, uh, in more private moments, was livid about Wilson's New York timepiece. Dick Cheney implied that Wilson's wife had sent him on an all-expenses-paid holiday rather than a CIA mission. Yeah, Cheney, the hmm. president
1: shouldn't say. I mean, vice president should say that. Yeah.
0: That's no. Right. Um, the week after the NYT piece Washington Post columnist Robert Novak wrote a column which mentioned Valerie Plame by name stating she then an undercover agent was a CIA nuclear weapons specialist Novak claims afterwards I didn't dig it out it was given to me they thought it was significant they gave me the name and I used it that this is a quote Uh, now quote's finished. Richard Armitage, an aide to the then Secretary of State Colin Powell from above. Uh, he, later he was later, really
1: good in The Hobbit.
0: <laughs> is that that guy? No, that's not, that's, that's not his name, yes. is it? It yeah. is his name. It's something yeah. like that. That's his actual name. Okay. I'm, I'm, Richard like, Armitage,
1: I'm like 100% sure I'll... IMDb it's something like LA. that, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: An aide to then Secretary of State Colin Powell and later in The Hobbit. Uh, later admitted to leaking <laughs> claims identity to Novak. So Richard Armitage, who was who an aide to Colin Powell, admitted to leaking claims identity to Novak. Uh, Dick Cheney was furious and mentioned her by name as a possible source of the difficulty. Right? So there's all these kind of weird upper echelon things going on. Now, busting somebody um, for being an undercover CIA agent is serious business, right? Yeah. But this is not just sedition. Uh, and it does not threaten only the work and contacts built up by uh, that agent over time. It is very dangerous Physically to the CIA agents themselves and everyone they may have brought into their confidence
1: yeah, It's, it's over this. Yeah, it, it's on par or in some ways possibly worse than what they accused uh, Hillary Clinton what they're accusing Absolutely. Trump now as far as yeah. you know, the secrets and stuff that you know They might it's you know, not just sedition. It's it's
0: close to treason. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's close to treason yeah. It's pretty much almost declaring war on your own country mm-hmm it's it's close. It's a very serious business because these CIA, CIA assets they're very, they're always in very, especially in the field and undercover, on very sensitive areas. He also they had the CIA had a cover company they used, um called I forget what it's called called something and something Associates like a legal firm, and everybody in the firm were just CIA agents, right? They weren't lawyers at all. And he mentioned the name of this company in his piece as well. Oh fuck! So everybody who worked for that company was blown.
1: So it's just like uh, three days of the Condor where everybody yeah. Was blown you know pl- gets whacked because yeah and
0: uh, then robert edford comes back from his lunch break and there's yeah, blood yeah. everywhere bodies you know so yeah. it was a bit like that yeah it's serious business like i have no love for the cia but like this was terrible yeah, you, don't want people you know killed yeah no no you don't want anyone getting killed no um you just wanted them to stop fucking with people right yeah um now this is one of the reasons the americans were so upset with whitlam's government in australia in the 1970s uh, he threatened that if the CIA did not remove their personnel from Australia, he would expose every single one of them. He'd blow right. every single one of their covers. Um, we got into that whole thing in the Jib episode 12, The Dismissal. If you want to watch that, you should. It's great. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, the outing of Plame caused Bush to set up a special counsel investigation. Um, <laughs> Republican...
1: we, we, need, we need to investigate who did this and tell us how we did this. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the receipts have your name on it, buddy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Republican National Committee Chairman Ed Gillespie said, "To reveal the identity of an undercover CIA operative, it's abhorrent, and it should be a crime, and it is a crime." Uh, President Bush called uh, the leak a criminal action. All of which is accurate. President Bush said something accurate. See? <laughs> yeah. Although Carl Rove, oh man, all these names: uh... Dick Cheney, Carl Rove, it bringing back memories, you know. Although our younger viewers will have no idea what we're talking about, but these guys were just a, a, a treasure, treasure trove of chuckles. Although Karl Rove appeared four times, four times in front of the federal grand jury investigating the leak, blame was eventually placed on Dick Cheney's chief of staff, uh, Lewis Scooter Libby. Remember Scooter Libby? It's
1: poor Scooter.
0: Scooter. um, With a name like Scooter, he was doomed. Oh, yeah. He was indicted on two counts of perjury, two counts of making false statements, and one count of obstruction of justice. Um, in 2006, Valerie Plame and Joe Wilson filed a civil suit against Cheney, Rove, and Scooter Libby for the crime of revealing Plame's CIA identity, uh, which was which they claimed and kind of obviously was a revenge yeah. against Wilson's peace in the NYT. In 2007, Scooter Libby was convicted, convicted on four of five counts. Judge Reggie Walton sentenced Libby to serve two and a half years in federal prison and pay a fine of $250,000. Wow. Also in 2007... Tony Blair resigned as a result of the fake uh, WMD memos and also for failing to call for a ceasefire during the 2006 Israeli invasion of Lebanon.
1: Wait a minute. Does, does, does he know he doesn't have to do that? I mean, does it, do you pay attention to, like, American presidents? I mean, I don't they know. don't do that. I
0: mean, Well, the good thing about our shows in the jib is that they have no relevance to current affairs.
1: Oh, no, not at all.
0: Yeah. So, apparently, there was a lot of pressure it's on Tony bad. Blair for refusing to call for a ceasefire. Uh, we, have no, we have no way to try. It's difficult to kind of explain, understand the frame of reference of a president yeah. refusing to call for a ceasefire when the Israelis invade somewhere. So, you're just going to have to try and imagine what that's like. Um, after the civil case, Plame said the incident was so distorted, so twisted, and Joe was furious with me because he felt he had defended me gallantly, but I was not coming to his defense. Although he understood oh, okay. that as an employee of the CIA, uh, the company. I could not speak publicly. It was just tearing us apart. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I felt the only thing that will save my marriage is God. Damn it! I'm not going to let them have that too. We will get through this. Wow. Um. Just as an aside, and I don't want to go on about this. Yeah. Over 100,000 Iraqi civilians were killed during the Iraq War.
1: Uh, uh,
0: yeah. eh, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't
1: matter. It's not as you know. I'm more interested in their marriage. Can we get sure. back to that? I sure. mean, I mean that, That's where the real drama is. That's that's mm. where people are actually mm. getting hurt, buried.
0: Yes, Valerie Plame and Joe Wilson divorced in 2017. No. God damn it. Oh, that's God bad. It. that's, that's God sad. God damn it. Not Valerie and Joe. Oh, they seem Jesus. so solid. 100,000 Why are, you, why are
1: yeah. you bringing me down, man? I, I was Sorry. just like, I, I thought this was going to be a happy ending where uh, they would cash in on you know them being screwed, mm. go out to the sunset, holding each other, and just you no.
0: Know. They're divorced. God damn it. Uh, Scooter Libby was pardoned by President Trump in 2018. Uh, Because he said, for years, I've heard he's been treated unfairly. Ah. Uh, Wilson died in 2019 of natural causes. Uh, That doesn't have quotes around it. He actually died of natural (laughs) causes. Uh, In 2020, the Iraqi parliament voted for all foreign troops to leave the country. President Trump threatened Iraq with sanctions over this decision. In 2023, Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani indicated his support for an indefinite U.S. military presence in Iraq. And that is the end of this episode.
1: <sighs> how do you feel about that? I, I, honestly, the whole Iraq war is just a fucking clusterfuck. Oh yeah, I did. I, I, I started off. It.
0: I wanted to do something about Valerie Plame, and I ended up doing stuff about Iraq and lies and so on. And I wanted to keep uh, it tight, but no, it isn't, is it?
1: I mean, the shit leading up to it. I mean, you spelled out pretty fucking well. You know? Yeah. You Hard know, to believe they how they basically sold a bunch of lies and just everybody yep. just goes around with it. Like, yep. oh, yeah, that movie makes sense. In the, loop.
0: And the movie in the loop, by the way, is fiction, right? It's fiction, but it's a fictionalized thing which is more or less bang on what happened here. And in some cases, in the loop makes more sense because when you write a story, it has to make sense. It makes more sense than what happened in reality. Reality doesn't make sense sometimes, but if you tell a story, it better make sense. So they had to change a few things to make it more sensible. And a lot of this is just openly ludicrous
1: it still Mm. blows my mind. I mean, and I'm not by any means a fan of Tony Blair's, you know, I think he, I think he was a piece of shit too, but it still amazes Mm. me that he actually stepped, you know, stepped down, you know? Well,
0: yes. Well, Tony Blair did some good stuff. He wasn't all bad. He's just, he's not like, he's not one of, he's not an amazing person or anything, but he did some good things. He, uh, he was a part of the bombing campaign against the Serbs during the Kosovo, um, genocide if we're allowed to use that word yeah an attempt to rid the place of one ethnic people yeah genocide and that stopped that genocide so he did something right
1: and as far as uh, the two things with Trump uh, where Scooter was mm-hmm. treated unfairly yeah Scooter was probably treated unfairly because he he's the one that got dimed out whenever you know the other should yeah. all be in a fucking hague
0: yes you know what I mean it should all be dragged to the hague including Tony Blair
1: yeah yeah. It, yeah. It, it as far as Trump threatening, you know, Iraq with sanctions, what other president wouldn't do that too? I mean, the fucking current president would fucking do that. The president beforehand would probably would have done that too, I think. I you don't know think what? That's I didn't think about that when I was typing it,
0: but you're yeah, right. I don't think,
1: I don't think that's something out of the norm, so so we can't um, we
0: can't we can't uh we can't trash Trump for that. I mean just well, doing what you, you
1: can because it's fucking terrible. But I mean well, no, I just point right. out that Any you know, president I don't do think it's thing. yeah, I don't think yeah. it's out of the norm. It's just what mm. what we fucking do. So yeah. but but yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the fucking yeah, he's been treated unfairly. The way he's to me well, I remember I remember uh yeah, I remember that going down to him saying that. I was like, that's like something fucking Reagan would say when he was out of his fucking gore going on about yeah. shit. You know, just like, oh, this is really a good guy. It's like, oh, you're yeah. such a fucking idiot. You're so fucking clueless.
0: I think that's why they like Trump, though, because he's a bit Reagan-esque.
1: I get, yeah, and maybe that's well. I mean, I he's don't know. Who
0: doesn't know what he's doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could debate whether or not he's playing the Reagan character or if he just actually is just a fucking buffoon, like, like Reagan. How as we far know. as that goes? Fair. We
0: but know about Boris Johnson. Yeah. Boris Johnson is definitely playing the buffoon. We know that he's not that stupid. We know that.
1: He does a really good job, though, God. I Jeff.
0: have footage on YouTube of Boris Johnson reciting the Iliad in Greek from memory at one of his little uh, meetings in in university. I very much doubt Trump could do that
1: that's that's fair. Mm. doesn't mean he's capable of very good critical thinking though
0: it does not yeah, it does not. You probably thought Agamemnon was the good guy in that thing. Sorry. Very <laughs> niche jokes here. If you read the Iliad, that's hilarious. Right. What a wonderful leader he was. Strong and in charge, Agamemnon. Um yes. all right, but now it's time for what's new.
1: You actually Nailed got it. it. You actually got it. Nailed it. I took you 24 episodes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Now we nice. can relax. Uh just before every podcast, uh myself and Seamus I put CIA into Google. He puts FBI into Google. We hit the news tab. And if we see any stories we think might be interesting or funny, we will talk about them now. But I haven't seen his and he hasn't seen mine. So we're going we're gonna to share them for the first time now. Uh, you, we'll be seeing them for the first time just like you. Uh, Seamus, what have you got for FBI business?
1: So uh, the first uh, bit of news, I'm not going to get into all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to, if things work out, it will be, which we'd already planned this, uh, being the next episode, uh, kind of similar to what we did with lead up to with this, the Valerie plane, as we mentioned it in the news yes. and here we are. Um, the new, the Newberg sting, uh, which happens, uh, in the early aughts, um, involved, uh, four gentlemen in New York who were basically, uh, uh, bamboozled pro style. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, into some nonsense and does that mean it's they're... like a violation of the
0: Fourth Amendment? You mean
1: something like that? Yeah. So ah, now, yeah. now they're yeah now they're being released uh, from prison finally. So mm. that's in the news. Uh, we'll get into the details of the story once again. Hopefully next week.
0: The only people, at uh, the guy who's what was it, Judy? Uh, was Judy Barry. Judy Barry said the guy <laughs> who's pushing most for the violence will always be the FBI plant, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think right. we found our mole, guys. He's the He's guy the who provides the violence. dynamite Mm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, she was she was great. What else we got? Uh, so the other one, <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to go on the internet to find the full clip. I've been having a hard time finding it. Uh, Jesse Waters, who's a uh, fucking dipshit talking head over at Fox News, he had um Stewart Kaplan, who's a former FBI agent, on, and they discussed uh the appearance that Taylor Swift might be part of some sort of psyop to coax okay, people to, to... Yep, the to country coax smear. people, well, country pop, yeah, uh, to get people to vote for Joe Biden. Because she told people to register to vote.
0: Do they not want people to register Ooh. to vote? Surely Republicans would also tell people to register to vote.
1: Right? Like, mm. like Donald Trump has how many thousands of, or millions of fucking Twitter followers or, well, hmm. I don't know if he's on Twitter anymore. But you know what I mean? Hmm. If he tells people to go out and vote, come on, you know, it's the same fucking thing. It's just so fucking
0: stupid. I think Taylor Swift is an asset of some kind.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's so fucking stupid.
0: Um, if I were her, I'd just shake the haters off.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, a story we, we talked about in the past uh, where... Virginia and Maryland were fighting over the F- the new FBI headquarters. Oh yes, Maryland Maryland won.
0: Hey. Uh, yeah. So
1: third thir- or as thir- we say thir- in
0: Ireland, Maryland. Maryland.
1: Maryland. Maryland
0: yeah. In America, they say Maryland.
1: Uh, so Merland. two stories uh, revolving uh, the MLK, uh, oh MLK Day. So which uh, I also tweeted something at MLK mm. or not MLK at the FBI because. Every year, they're like, you know, what? remembrance of, you know, Martin. Oh, I retweeted King. it, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you guys sent him a fucking letter to, to tell him to kill himself. Yeah, you know. And then they have the balls to come out and say, well, uh, it ended up uh, the FBI got hit with community notes after retweeting praise of Martin mm. Luther King because so many people like me were like, you know, going yes. after him for that. Um, and then RFK Jr. Defended FBI Kennedy era wiretapping of MLK. Oh, but
0: Jr. He's the wingnut, right?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing like his dad, who was fucking amazing. I think he was mm. the better, the better, the best candidate, of course. You know, he's not too. Um, there but his his rationale was well, Hoover really hated MLK, and my dad was just wiretapping to keep an eye on him, so mm. Hoover didn't fuck with him.
0: That's the opposite of what would make
1: sense. Yeah, it's like, you're not making, yeah, it's just fucking, no, garbage. Um, so last story I have, uh, FBI. It's a good day some, for FBI stories. Yeah, the FBI warns of Chinese manufactured drones. So Ooh. there seems to be a lot of this push that there's these Chinese drones that they might be spying on infrastructure and chemical plants and yada yada, there seems to be a lot of this all over the news now. Yeah. There seems to be a, a big push uh, to, you know, you know, ramp up some, you know, concerns over the Chinese. Yeah, Sudden, I don't, don't know. Remember,
0: not, not so long ago, a Chinese aircraft popped over U.S. airspace like a balloon or something.
1: A fucking balloon. Did and I dream like, that? Or
0: did that actually happen? No,
1: it actually fucking happened. Yeah. It's happened more than once, and it was just a fucking yeah. weather balloon. You know. We, we send spy planes all over them all the fucking time. Oh,
0: no, that's different because it's you Americans. Know? When right. Americans do it, it's about, it's about the global security. Yeah. When Chinese do it, they're
1: spying. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the Chinese are not up the fuckery, but, you know, when you keep ramping up this kind of mm. shit, everybody needs to keep an eye on the Chinese. And that means that, you know, our, our fellow, you know, fellow brothers and sisters that are walking around that happen to be Asian because, mm. you know, Nobody fucking, you know, is going to be like, oh, I'm not going to attack that guy because he's Japanese. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack that Chinese guy, you know, because bigots don't fucking know the difference. You know, I think there's something written on the side. something written on the side. Jethro, can you put it on the side? You take a look, Jethro. I got it. Yeah. Me how, (laughs) bitch? Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have a lot of fucking, uh, you know, attacks on Asian Americans. And, you know, it's just fucking ridiculous. So
0: you have to watch what you do, man. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, anyway, that's the FBI. Normal bullshit.
0: Must be Tuesday, right? What are you drinking?
1: Uh, it's just water with a little bit of lemon juice in it.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. Um. All right. Here we go. Huh. Uh, story number one is from ABC News. Mm-hmm. CIA looking into allegations connected to COVID nineteen. The Central Intelligence Agency confirms to ABC News it is looking into accusations that several members of an agency team tasked with COVID-19 pandemic analysis were paid off significant hush money in order to buy a shift in their position about where the virus came from. But the agency emphasized it does not pay its analysts to reach particular conclusions. At the CIA, we're committed to the highest standards of analytic rigor, integrity, and objectivity. We do not pay analysts to reach conclusions, CIA spokesperson Tammy Cooperman-Thorpe said, and that is apparently her real name, in a statement to ABC News. We take these allegations seriously. Whatever. Another one is, um, let me just blast this on reader Review. ECHR rules Lithuania allowed inhuman treatment of alleged 9-11 suspect by CIA. Lithuania is one of the Baltic countries, one of the little ones up underneath Finland. Lithuania broke European human rights law by allowing the CIA to subject an alleged 9-11 suspect to inhuman treatment. In a secret interrogation center, uh, the European Court of Human Rights has ruled. Now why is there a secret interrogation center in lithuania is not answered in this article but it's still very interesting and it's on the guardian if you want to have a look at that and now i have two more stories which are related to each other and you're going to like this because it's the section of the cia what's new which is where's william burns this week
1: (laughs) yeah here we go it's like where's
0: Waldo? one of article says cia head william burns meets somali president hassan sheikh muhammad in mogadishu right it says cia director william burns was in mogadishu on thursday the office of somali president hassan sheikh Mohammed's office uh, said on x i assume they mean twitter somalia said the two discussed regional issues of mutual interest and uh, there's also as i mentioned before a massive u.s army base in somalia and the next one is uh huh, ruto meets cia director william burns president william ruto uh who is uh, the president of kenya has held talks with the United States of America Central Intelligence Agency Director, William J. Burns. The two met at the State House in Nairobi on Monday, January 15th, 2024, moments after oh. the President concluded the Cabinet meeting. Held consultation with the United States of America Central Intelligence Agency Director, William J. Burns, at State House Nairobi, Ruto said in a statement without divulging further details. So that's where uh, William Burns is uh, today. this week. He was in Somalia and Kenya, which are both East African countries. Nothing to worry about there, no. I imagine. They would be what's uh, they would be part of the ring of uh, army bases I was discussing. Remember in the Iran episode, <laughs> yeah. I made a list of all the army bases. So yeah, no, no concerns there. Everything's fine, I'm sure. And of course now are things heating up with Israel. That Israel thing is spinning out a bit more. Yeah, Yemen is uh, on s- is south of Saudi Arabia, but Yemen is right next to East Africa. So those two countries be right next to Yemen across the across the pond. So yeah, things are heating up. Yeah, it's we, not looking we're... good for anybody who lives there.
1: We weren't, uh, you know, okay. Just funding the genocide. Now we're actually mm. involved in, you know, running cover and military mm. being involved. So yeah.
0: Mm. Well, Yay. before um, 1967, the Egyptians shut down uh, their canal canals and access yeah. to uh, Israeli ships. Yep. And the Israelis went nuts. They blanket bombed the entire Egyptian air force. The Egyptian they attacked first. By the way, the Egyptians didn't attack anyone. They just said we're. Perfectly within their rights, it's their land, they decide what happens to it. And the Israelis just wiped out their entire air force and then invaded and took over the Sinai desert. And also during that 1967 war, they took over Gaza, which was previously a part of Egypt, and they took over the Golan Heights, which was part of Syria, and the West Bank, which I guess must have been part of Jordan at the time. They still own those three, but they give the Sinai desert back because it's worthless. oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah, so oh, yeah.
1: good times again. Yeah, no, no,
0: no relevance to what's happening today. Don't worry, this is all history. Yeah, we would never repeat those errors, would we?
1: Nope. No, I'll that is our started.
0: show, folks. Oh yeah. How do you feel about yep. that, Seamus?
1: Oh, I'm good. Uh, no, I mean I'm depressed as hell, but I'm good. Mm. <laughs> so nothing there. Well,
0: 100,000 Iraqi yeah. civilians was the only light shaft of light, the only right. up, upbeat part of that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: just nothing there. Uh. A biggie so it was mm. the, I, i'm still broken up over valerie and
0: fucking and the god. divorce yeah it's just yeah
1: it's terrible
0: not take my marriage from me god damn it yeah yes they did mm. yep
1: so anyways so what, we'll,
0: what are we planning in two weeks what's gonna happen in two weeks
1: uh we're gonna if things go well i'll have the the Newberg thing uh cool. what if they go badly
0: what's gonna happen then <laughs> i don't
1: know <laughs> but, uh, what we we do we are gonna probably watch another training film uh before
0: long so, so you'll uh, we'll be watching a training film yeah,
1: yeah which are
0: consistently it. our best rated episodes
1: sometimes yeah
0: I, we put so much effort into <laughs> writing these scripts and you, I know you put effort into mine I put effort into mine you put yeah. effort into yours when we watch this training video the numbers are up and it's I don't want to say yeah. it's disheartening
1: <laughs> That's, well, so it's always fun you guys. though yeah so. it is fun though oh no
0: I love it So I do love it
1: yeah. but if you're not subscribed already hit subscribe uh <laughs> don't do what Barry's telling you to do. just yeah go spread the word give us some love and uh yeah we'll be talking oh, really? about uh some modern day code tell shenanigans uh, about next week so mm. but in two uh, weeks yep Till then everybody we'll see you all thank you bye bye